What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk, the podcast. This is Money, your struggling doctoral candidate. And by the time you hear this, it will be my birthday because I'm supposed to get this out on Thursday. So happy birthday to me. Yay, Virgo, stay winning. Your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vibe incite my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every time darkest night, brightest light, I'm loving your soul. They hate you, replace you, take you, but know that you go. Worldwide from every continent. I just want you jig a little bit. Move them hips, feel that bliss. Hug your sister, make a fist. Don't resist your temptation. You amazing, no limitation. My favorite in this matrix. We move by your vibration, and that's love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily because baby you love, love. love. Alright, so before I forget, I have to tell y'all where y'all can find Queer Walk. You can f- pretty much find everything through the website, queerwalk.com. Um, but we are on Twitter and Instagram. Uh on the Instagram is queerwalk, queer W-O-C, and the Twitter is queerwalk pod, queer W-O-C. P-O-D. Uh, and if you want to submit topics, queer walks of the week questions or just some like general encouragement, um, anything like that, you can hit the Gmail at queerwalkpod at gmail.com. Um, and I set up the Gmail because I know a lot of y'all um, didn't have Tumblr and didn't know how to submit via the Tumblr page. So yeah, you can just do it on at Gmail now. So nice and easy, breezy, you know how to send an email. Um, you can also support the podcast and help me pay this uh, SoundCloud bill. Um, by hitting up the PayPal link, and that's paypal.me slash queer, W-O-C. Um, yeah, so let's jump into the meat of the show. Uh, and so Queer Walk of the Week this week. Um, so I don't, I don't know if Big Frida identifies as a woman, but I know that Big Frida uses she pronouns sometimes, um, and... Whatever. They bad as fuck, so I'm gonna <laughs> make them Queer Walk of the Week. Uh, we can have an honorary Queer Walk. Um, Queer Walk of the Week is, is Big Frida. And so I made Queer Walk of the Week Big Frida this week because, um, not only because she gives me so much joy, uh, her show, her music, you know, I am a twerker, so, um, you know, ass everywhere is like my anthem. But, um, yeah, so she performed at uh Honey Groove this past weekend, which I hate all of y'all who went. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just really wish I could go. This is, I think this is the second year. I think I learned about Honey Groove last summer and had no idea it existed before then. Um, and it's like a, a queer of color gathering in DC. That's, that's what I get from it on Instagram. Um, and Big Frida performed there this weekend and then performed at DragCon, which I also wish that I could have been at. You know, if I wasn't located in Syracuse, my queer life would be so much more popping because things always going down in the city or in DC. Um, so if you're there, <laughs> or if you were there, let me know how it was. Share some pictures with me. And if you got to see Big Frida perform too, because 
Um, I love Big Frida. And she was in Rochester recently, which is not that far from Syracuse, but I didn't get to go because I was hashtag team broke. Um, and so I still have yet to see her live. So that's, that's definitely on the to-do list for next summer or something. Um, but yeah, Big Frida out here living her best life. Uh, I love it, you know. Um, and I would like to add, uh, pre-formation Big Frida was popping too. Um, I'm just glad that I guess the heteros are aware of her now <laughs> after after formation. So, yeah, Queer Walk of the Week, Big Frida. Community contributors this week. So this is kind of like rollover from last week because I got the episode out late. Um, but I have to give a huge thank you to TK for contributing to Queer Walk. Thank you so much. Um, that definitely, uh, supported the podcast by helping me get my ass back to Syracuse. <laughs> um, yeah. And I also wanted to give a big shout out to Aria. Aria? I'm going to say it like the Stark because that's how I think your name is pronounced. Aria. Um, and the note that you left with your contributions, I just wanted to read it because it really helped me, y'all. Cause I was seriously considering like, no, um, despite my, pleading with Nikita to to be my like for real for real co-host because I don't know how I'm balancing like uh the Tumblr page the podcast and trying to do um my dissertation um and so it would be dope to have a co-host a consistent co-host who I know and love and know that you know she ain't about to come on here with no fuckery that's different from the space I'm trying to create, but she decided not to be my co-host. It's all right, y'all. It's all right, y'all. For those of you who love the live show, um, hit Nikita up at Afro Blazing Guns and harass her into being my co-host. Okay. So anyway, um, after, so after that live show, I was, uh, like really feeling like, I don't know how I can continue going with Queer Walk. Um, and so when I get messages from y'all that, that tell me, girl, you, your ass better keep going. Um, it really helps. It really does. Um, I am very self-critical. And so hearing that like something I put out was actually good, um, kind of combats the messages that I give myself. So that was a long winded introduction into Aria's message to me. So I'm going to read it. Aria writes, hi, I'm Aria and I'm a queer woman of color from the Bronx. I love your podcast. It gets me through some of my longest weekdays and gives some insight and peace when everyone around me is in the usual day today seems to be crazy ignorant about queerness. I wish they would listen to your show because it's amazing and it gives me strength. Love you lots. Thank you so much, Aria. That message was amazing and gave me strength. So thank you a lot for that. I can't thank you enough. And similarly, I also wanted to give um, a community contributor shout out to Jasmine Flowers from the Even Exchange podcast because uh, she hit me up with a very encouraging um, message also and told me that I better not quit the podcast. (laughs) Um, thank you, Jasmine. Uh, and so I wanted to shout you out for that. And for all of, for really all of my friends, um, over the past two weeks have been like my community contributors, just kind of like propping me up. Uh, it's been really rough. I've been delayed. I'm having to come to terms with like not graduating in May. Um, and so all of those things really impact like my productivity. So, um, I just want to thank all my friends. You know who you are and everybody who gave me a kind word to keep going with the podcast. So. Thanks. 
Okay, my mental moment with money this week. Uh, I think y'all probably hear me say this a lot, but I don't know if I've ever made it like an official mental moment. A support network is important. Like, like I don't, I don't know how to like, like uh, emphasize that enough. Uh, so I don't. I yeah, I didn't talk about it on here because you know I be talking all the time. I'm a Virgo. I can't help it. So I can't remember where I talk about stuff at or whatever. But. Um, one of my friends, uh, Sherry Williams, um, Dr. Sherry Williams, my bad, Dr. Sherry Williams, uh, wrote about squad care recently. And, um, Melissa Harris Perry and other like graduate students also wrote about squad care. And it's really about like this communal care. Um, and I know I talked about how self care is a communal act before on the episode with Seth. Um, but, but really, y'all, like squad care is goals over self care. Um, I'm in a I'm in a therapist community where self care is almost like a, a mandate. It becomes toxic in the ways people tell you to pretty much step away from everything else and get your shit together. But that's not the way healing works. Like we are relational beings and creatures. Even if you completely isolate from the people you love, you still have to interact with other human beings to quote unquote take care of yourself. And so all these things that we do as self-care like oh I'm gonna go get my nails done oh I'm gonna go get a massage oh I'm finna uh, get my hair done or I'm gonna listen to music like those are all instances of you interacting with someone else um and actually that self that isolation that like stepping away or falling out of your friend group um I don't want to you know I don't want to be too like (laughs) technical here but like studies have shown that um that Social isolation actually contributes to things like stress, depression, anxiety. And so, so squad care kind of combats all of that. And it's really, when I think about it, the natural way that I deal with stress. Um, so shit is popping off for me. I'll pick up the phone and call somebody. And that's, that's a squad care. Um, most of the time, (laughs) the person on the other end of the line listens to me, de-escalates me, be like, Montanique, you tripping. Um, it's not that big of a deal, you know, and bring me back to self. Um, and so I guess my challenge in this mental moment with money is to make sure that you're also, um, reciprocating that, like that it's a, it's a relationship. So it's very important to know who your, um, supportive network is and to have people that you can de-stress with or on, (laughs) but it's also just as important, um, for you to be able to do that for others. And if you can't do that for others, you're probably a sociopath. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But if you can't do that for others, it it should be a signal to you that you're not okay. Because if you can't, if you can't take on somebody else or like empathize with somebody else, that probably means that your stress levels or your like coping um, and all those things are not functioning very well you can't deal with like the day-to-day interactions of people and having someone confide in you then that probably means you holding too much stuff so find a place to let your stuff out um and just to like tack on there i don't know if this should be a separate one or not but um what has been like continuing to strike me and i don't know if it's like these insecure episodes that got y'all gassed up on what coping mechanisms are or whatever whatever but um, masking is not the same thing as coping. So uh, <laughs> coping mechanisms are designed to help you um, healthily, however you, however, you, whatever your baseline of health is, 
um, healthily deal with stress. That's what coping mechanisms are. They're supposed to be things that like release, that bring you some kind of like joy, that flush your system with endorphins, whatever, whatever. Um, that is not the same as masking. So masking is like throwing a blanket over it and pretending it doesn't exist. Um, and so things, so, so things that can be a masking mechanism are like drinking, um, partying, uh, drugs, which, I mean, when you do it, um, as a release in moderation, it's fine. But when it becomes your sole way to cope, um, with stress, then it's masking it. You're not really dealing with it. Um, and, and so I guess that's what made me think, I don't know if this is insecure. got your hype because, uh, I don't know whoever, if there's some lonely soul that's still Lawrence Hive, um, Lawrence never dealt with his depression. He masked it in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, I still think he's masking it. We haven't had no scenes of him going to see a therapist. Um, and so, uh, really, really acknowledging that what you are doing is not like reimagining and re-putting you in, putting you in a place where you can be healthy from it. It's just kind of throwing a blanket over what's going on. So make sure that y'all aren't confusing like coping mechanisms with masking things because coping mechanisms are supposed to restore some level of health. And that's my therapy shit. I'm gonna get out my therapy shit. Okay, so I do have a Curve Chronicles segment this week. <laughs> this week, And if y'all follow uh, Queer Walk on Instagram, you've probably already heard it uh, because I got on there and did kind of like a, a rant <laughs> on my Instagram story for Queer Walk about my Curved Chronicle. Uh, and then later I'm going to do a topic segment because um, I know usually they roll into each other, but it's separate this time. So... This so where do I even start with this curved chronicle? So do do do. All right, so I came back from Afropunk, and I don't know. I guess I was like feeling myself. <laughs> like I, I I I was very cute. If y'all haven't seen the pictures, I encourage you to go to Queer Walk on Instagram and check out how cute I was at Afropunk. I was serving looks or whatever. Um, fat girl slay. And, uh, so I was, you know, on the apps, of course, doom, 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 doom. even though every Curve Chronicle, I tell myself, I ain't fucking with these apps no more. I ain't fucking with these apps no more. But being a queer, uh, well, I'm a lesbian. So being a lesbian and black, pretty much dating is like finding a job. Either you know somebody and they refer you or, <laughs> or you do it online. So, <laughs> so, um, I'm sticking with the online because, uh, my friends don't have no baddies as homies. As y'all know, I'm a homie smasher. Go check out that inner hole uprising. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop and finish this uh, curve chronicle. Okay, so I was on the apps, do 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 do, and I um so like I said, there's not a lot of uh black people in general in Syracuse, um but especially like black lesbians, black queer women, what have you, um and uh so I was I had opened up my um, mile marker, whatever, to include Ithaca because Ithaca and Cortland because it's also very few black people in those areas. And so a lot of times uh, the mile mark, people who live in central New York will open up their mile markers because we like 45 miles from each other, which is not a big deal upstate. I know everybody who's in a, a big city or somewhere might be like, 45 miles, that's a long distance relationship. It's really, it's really not here. So um, I had matched with two um, women 
And one was a black woman. And, you know, she was like, yeah, it's not a lot of black women here. So I opened up my mile marker to like a hundred. Um, and we matched and we were talking, whatever. It was cute. It was cute. Um, and then another woman was, um, a Mexican woman who, uh, was dope as fuck. And so I'm like, okay, this is exciting. Women of color, queer women of color, you know, I'm meeting people. Um, and so Syracuse has a mall that's kind of like a destination. Like everybody come to Syracuse for the damn mall. It's big as fuck. There's, and it's really the reason why there's nothing else to do in Syracuse <laughs> because everything is at the mall. So, um, if you want to go out to a nice restaurant, it's in the mall. If you want to go to the uh, shops and outlets, it's in the mall. Um, if you want to go rock climbing, it's in the mall. So, um, that's why the rest of the city is dead as fuck. Um, so anyway, it's really convenient though to kind of set that as a meeting point because one is a public place and buses stop there. The train stop right across the street. It's just like really convenient to be like, okay, let's meet at the mall. Right. So I was talking to the black woman, um, because like I said, obviously I'm excited. I don't hardly ever meet new black queer women. Um, I don't, y'all don't slide in my DMs. No, I'm just- <laughs> joking but even like for friends like I um I, I've seen a lot of tweets about this recently actually maybe I should have done a damn topic on that but I don't I just don't know how we make friends like how do we build friendships with one another as black queer women um if y'all got tips on that please let me know because I just be out here trying to live my you know like best visible queer life um, which ends up with me being very loud about being gay because I'm femme presenting and femme erasure and all that stuff, you know. Um, but I just don't know how to meet people. So anyway, I was excited to meet this other black queer woman. Um, and we had matched on Tinder. So I feel like there was some extra like, mm, you cute, you popping, you okay, you can get it. Um, but anyway, we had decided to meet at the mall. So we we were supposed to meet at the mall at like, one, two, somewhere around there, right? Um, so I get there hella early because I'm always prepared. <laughs> and the mall is big as fuck, like I said before. And I always get lost in the mall. So I was like, mm-mm, mm saying not today. I got a date today, so <laughs> I need to find where I need to be. So I waited, you know, because I'm like, all right, I'm hella early. Actually, I wasn't dumb early. I was probably like 10 minutes early. We supposed, Let's say we supposed to meet at one. I was there like 12.50. Um, and it's Saturday and there's nothing else to do in Syracuse. So the mall is buzzing. So I'm like, okay, I really need to get there early to park. Um, so anyway, I find a spot and I text her. Actually, I messaged her on the app, never gave her my number. Um, and was like, oh, you know, I'm here waiting, blah, blah, blah. No response. So I'm like, okay, I'm early, whatever. Um, still waiting, still waiting, like one fifteen. Um, rolls around and I'm like, okay, 15 minutes, maybe she's trying to park, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, I'm near the carousel, whatever, whatever, you know, <laughs> do, do, do. One thirty rolls around, nothing. I'm like, okay, do, 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 do. Uh, and it's like one forty, and I'm like, okay, basically I've been stood up again. I'm like, oh, this is grand. <laughs> so I messaged her and I was like, hey, are you still coming? Cause it's been like 40 minutes. Um, I know parking is, horrible at the mall but it ain't that bad damn like shit um not unless it's black friday bitch and so she never messaged back she kind of ghosted after that um and then upon doing further research i'm like oh this is probably a catfish page and like she couldn't meet up because she's not the person in the pictures 
um, because it was only two pictures. I, you know, looked up the name on Facebook and all that stuff. And the Facebook page had like 12 friends. Um, and I'm like, yeah, this is a fake profile. So I got catfished. How joyous. I, I don't, I don't know if it's my first time, but it's like my first confirmed time. Like, damn, this is a catfish. Um, cause then I, like yesterday, I just got a random message from her. Like, Hey, like, Oh, you pop back up. You a catfish as fuck. Um, Neve taught me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I'm at the mall kind of feeling like, uh, damn, I should have known this was a catfish before. And then I get a message from the Mexican girl and she's like, Hey, um, just wanted to hit you up. Cause I'm in Syracuse at the mall. Look at God. So I'm like, Oh, really? So am I. <laughs> And um, she's like, yeah, you want to meet up? And so we met up in the um, food court. And when I tell y'all we had the best conversation, we had the best time. We laid in Macy's on the like uh, display bed and just like talked about our siblings and life and uh, feminism and what it means to be against capitalism. Oh my God. Like I always be out here. Like I'm just trying to find social justice Bay. And she was that, Oh, she was that she was so great. Um, I just love people who can call me on my bullshit. You know, like, I'm like, Oh my God. I just felt like I was getting, um, you know how when you around somebody and you get energy from them? Like, like I guess that's what I mean when I'm like, something gave me life. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I just feel like I'm tingling. Like, damn, bitch, you all in my brain. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we just had a really good conversation. Um, and so then we ate again. That's how long we were there. We were there from like two to six at the mall. And for my friends listening, they like, bitch, you never go to the mall. You hate the mall. Yes, I was there for like four or five hours with this girl. So y'all know. I was feeling her. She was dope. Um, but then after that, I never heard from her again either. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Now, I thought it went great. Um, but, you know, that's my perception. Maybe it didn't. Um, or maybe she lost her phone on the way home. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I have not heard from her, even though we had an amazing date. Uh it feels like, I don't know, something I should write a romance novel about. Like, it was just this incredible day spent together in a fucking mall um, and never got bored. There was never no lull in the conversation. Um, it was exciting. Uh, but I haven't heard from her again. So that's a sad face. But I don't know. If you listen to this, hit me up. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, dating kind of sucks, y'all. And someone from my past has, like, re-entered my life. And I know I'm a different person since we've dated. I think in a lot of ways they've done a lot of, like, self-work. But I don't know if, like, the way they relate to people has changed yet. And I don't know. Like, we'll see where that goes. I might have another damn Curve Chronicle for y'all. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm taking that, you know, slow. Especially because I have so much going on right now. And I really think that also makes it hard for me to uh, date or entertain people or have situationships or anything. Because people don't understand like when I just 
can't do stuff because it's like, okay, but you don't have no classes and you don't have no clients. So why can't you see me? And I'm like, oh, because I have an IRB um, revision to do and a proposal that I need to be working on. And they're like, oh, when does it do? When, when, when will you be done? Well, it doesn't really work like that. And it's really hard to explain that to people who have not gone through or who don't know about the process. Um, and that's not to say I don't try. Like, I really do try to explain it. But I feel like it's also very, it's dependent on, you know, it's academia. So it's fuckery and everything, like, changes at any given time. And um, so I feel like I'm always at the mercy of my advisor. And so that makes it really hard to um, make plans and to keep plans and to not seem like a, fl- a flake and stuff. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, Riri is in the room going ham. Um, she is upset because I switched the apartment around and she does not like it at all. She wants me to switch it back. And for those of y'all who don't know, Riri is my cat. (laughs) All right, y'all. So because this is my birthday episode, um... I wanted to upload, okay, I don't know if y'all remember, but there was like a period where it was like a month without an episode, and it was because I had laptop problems, and my old laptop broke, and my new laptop screen wasn't working, Um, and I lost the episode, I don't know, I think I told y'all about that, like the lost episode that was so great with my baby sister, well, I was able to recover it, yay! insert applause here um and because it's my birthday and september is also my baby sister's birthday month um me and her share that uh, (laughs) and she's my boo i really wanted to upload that conversation that she and i had about what it's like for her having an older sibling who is queer um to the topic for this week uh because her birthday is like not even um 12 days after mine. So um, this will kind of be both of our birthday episodes. Um, And I wanted y'all to hear that. Now, I do want to apologize because it was recovered. Like all of my audio files got recovered, but they are all kind of like wonky and muffled. Even my music that was on my laptop. um, It sounds horrible now. I don't know what happened. I'm not techie enough to fix it. Um, I've tried to, um, you know, with like little YouTube videos and um, work it out and everything. So I've tried to improve the quality of the um, audio, but it still doesn't sound as clear as this. So I apologize in advance, but I think your ear will get used to it as you listen. Um, And it's not horrible. It's not it. I mean, I've listened to podcasts with worse. And <laughs> if you go back to the early episodes of Queer Walk, it wasn't that nice either. So... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I want y'all to hear my baby sister, um, and my conversation. So I'm going to just jump into that. I'm here with my baby sister. I'm Sharnique, but of course, money will call me new, new. Cause that's my nickname. Uh, if you got a problem with that, that was a lot of eye rolling. No, I'm just, my name is Sharnique Mackie Chan. Oh <laughs> okay. And, um, and I am a recent Troy University graduate as of three days ago, two days ago. I love you. I love you too. And we don't get to see each other a lot. So this is like even more special. That I get to do an episode. I wish Dari was here. Dari oh, Shar is the funny one. Yeah, Shar is the middle sister. So there's three of us, uh, three siblings. So she's the funny one. Yeah. But 
I wanted to ask you about what I don't. I guess it's kind of a big question, but what is it like for you having your older sister be a lesbian? Um, I think it's like easy for me to I don't know say it when I'm like not around you or when I'm in like because I have like pretty much my whole little friend group or one of my friend groups at school like are all LGBTQ like students, mm-hmm. but um. I say that I'm like, I don't know how to like thankful because you like there's a whole like there was so much I didn't there was like a whole like culture like group of people that I knew like so little about until like you told me I have a girlfriend like because I had no reason it's sad but like I really had no reason to like care or like invest about like in like anything gay or anything Mm -hmm. you know not straight like and uh so I'm I was really like thankful because you like opened up my heart to like these people that I probably would have just like been like oh okay like she's she's gay or he's gay that means this so like all these stereotypes of what it is but I'm like no like that's not true like and you know or like or that may be true for this one gay person or like or just like things you have to struggle with specifically as a gay person like and um so, yeah, so that, like, I don't really know how, like, like oh, I like that, my sister, you know, like, yeah, it's not yeah. like a, it's just like, I'm thankful, though, that because I've become a lot more knowledgeable because of it, and, like, I've become a more compassionate person because mm-hmm. of it, and, like, more understanding, and just, like, it made me, like, think about something bigger than myself or other than me or people just like me mm-hmm. like because really just like I said like if you haven't gone through something or experienced something or like know someone directly like or yeah I would say like I experienced it too because I mean you're my yeah, sister yeah, you definitely. know so like you really can't care about it or like so yeah you made me care about something that I probably would have never like cared as much about mm-hmm. if it weren't for you being gay like, and then I probably don't think, like, because my best friend, she, um, well, they, I don't, like, it's sad because of where we are. Like, yeah. she's uncomfortable with uh, identifying as, like, they what pronouns. they pronouns because they're, like, I don't know, like, I don't feel safe here, so just call me a she. Like, you just mm-hmm. call me she when you're around people because I don't want people, like, questioning me or, like, being violent towards mm-hmm. me because of it, like, because we've already heard people like being violent towards someone just because they heard they identified by they pronouns. Mm -hmm. But my best friend considers himself like queer and like, you know, uh, they pronouns and yeah, non-binary. And I probably would have never met them or never became as close to them if it weren't for you. And Mm -hmm. they're a best friend that I hope I'll have for the rest of my life. And it's just like, I can chalk that friendship up to having a gay sister. (laughs) I love you so much. Oh. Like, so I'm just thinking about when I knew you were broadcast journalism and that you were doing radio, but I guess I didn't know the extent you were doing radio mm-hmm. until I saw the story you did on gender neutral bathrooms. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was and, television. Or that was yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. See, I don't know nothing about <laughs> broadcasting and journal, whatever. Um, but yeah, um, when I saw that, I was just like, it's because I think school and our life circumstances have us like spread out and we don't get to see each other a lot. So I was just, I always wondered what um, 
I guess more so my activism around queerness, not necessarily me being gay. Um, like what impact it was having on you. Yeah. And when I saw that story, it made me think like, I hate I hate when people say that they're an ally and aren't doing shit. Yeah. But like you are truly fighting of an ally. I'm like just realize because I'm not gay or queer but like exactly. by any means but like, you're, you're I, I using your much, platform yeah. you're using your platform for like you said your your school was let's say was to protect the, the innocent whatever was so hostile that your friend didn't even feel comfortable yeah. using pronouns like that's just like a basic thing and it's like and the you second, did a story on gender neutral bathroom the second i tell i have to tell someone we're like, oh, she. I'm like, actually, it's like they. You're like, wait a minute. So there are two things. And I always, it never fails every single time that I have tried to explain, like, uh, they pronouns to someone. I always hear it. And I just want to reach across the table yeah. and punch it. They're like, oh, so can you refer to them as it? No. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a thing. Have you never even heard of a child called it and how yeah, that was such an exactly, abusive story? Exactly. Like, would you appreciate if someone called you it, it yeah. as a female? Right. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, then I, I didn't say it. I said they identify as they pronoun. Mm-hmm. Like, not it. It, no, it is never using, even if like a teacher is grading a paper and you use it instead of like a human form mm-hmm. like who, mm-hmm. and you say it did this instead of they did this or you know mm-hmm. like you get marked off it's yeah. like no it is like an object right. like a human that's should the, not be an object that's the very definition of dehumanizing yeah so i'm just like it. no like no anyway it just drives me crazy and, and people always get hostile i'm like how does this affect you any exactly. so it drove me crazy because like i saw so much ignorance come out of like me doing that story because like these people had no idea even students that were like high up in like positions on campus like they're like that's not happening or uh that's not a thing or no that's gonna affect somebody how does it affect you don't even know like okay so gender neutral bathrooms popped up on campus and they're on campus now and like people they literally affected no one's life because they're a single stall like i'm like before you went around ranting on campus and wanting to throw a protest rally because like no one like and then it drives me crazy when people are always like, um, well, that's just scary. I don't want to get attacked by like, a man saying that they are a woman in the bathroom or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do you really think like that's all trans people care about? It's like, ooh, I want this bathroom. So now I can molest someone in the stall. Like, right. no, these bathrooms, majority of it like, came from like safety for trans people. Yeah. Like, because yeah. they were the ones getting attacked in exactly. bathrooms. Like, they, didn't care. they couldn't care exactly. less about you. And exactly. What? It's like, it's, it's I have never heard of this like um, this narrative around somebody faking their gender yes. identity to attack or prey on somebody else. But you know what I have heard of? Millions of stories people, literally yeah. around cis heterosexual people mm-hmm. attacking, abusing. Like I have I have a really close friend and he's a trans man and he's like it's either I go into the men's bathroom and get beat up or go into the women's bathroom and get cursed out. Yeah. So y'all are the ones attacking people. And even and people, that's the thing about like gender, gender so fluid and gender so um, constructed. Like you don't even have to identify as a trans person 
to, for your gender to be policed in that way. That's why, like, transphobia hurts everyone, but it's lethal for trans people. Yeah. Because, um, I, you know, I've mostly dated women who kind of look masculine. Mm-hmm. And I remember once I was in a restaurant with one of my ex-girlfriends, and she was going to the bathroom, and this guy was following her. And I, so I'm assuming he thought she was a guy. And so when she went into the women's bathroom, he was like, hey, pal. He, like, yelled out really loud. And everybody, it's a tiny restaurant, so everybody's looking at him. And so she turned around, and he was just like, oh, sorry, I thought you were someone else. And went into the other bathroom. And that could have went very ugly. Yeah. And, you know, if if anything else would have happened, like, if everybody didn't look at him when he said that, mm-hmm. if she didn't look as, quote-unquote, feminine in her face as he thought she did, all that stuff, uh, anything could have happened. And it frustrated me because I got like, and then I had all these people like talking so much smack or commenting on my Facebook post and video. But the second I confronted them and explained the situation to them, it was everybody hushed up. Like I had, I witnessed people comparing like trans people to animals and saying, oh, well, now I want a litter box in the bathroom or this and that. Like I identify as cat. So, like, just making fun of it because it was different yeah. from what they know. Mm-hmm. Or I had people commenting, like, so how is this just not a family restroom or blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, oh, you're just pointing out, like, I'm like, you could do a quick little Google search and see, like. Do the Google search. Yeah. So I'm like, that's all it takes. Like, that's all I had to do. Like, yeah. and then um, I'm like, it's just like a bathroom at your house. There's no women <laughs> or men sign on the bathroom at your house. Green Green like, said that. And she's eight. I'm like, unless you're, I'm like, unless you're planning on going in the bathroom with someone else, these gender neutral bathrooms on campus are not going to affect you. I'm like, they are single stalls. So before you get into the whole, I don't feel safe, it's just going to be all the single stalls on campus are going to have restroom instead of male or female. Like, and then I'm just like, when you, oh, so many of them talking about, oh, I love all people I love. It was so many people that try to like pass as like, oh, I'm a good person. We're the main ones doing this. And when I was like, okay, so imagine if a trans person was sitting right next to you as you were comparing them to animals or making fun of it, would they feel loved? No. You know, like what you just said. So my advisor for my um, doctoral uh, dissertation project, that's what that's what her definition of ally is, is is going through your life acting as if the person that you're supposed to be in solidarity with is sitting right next to you. Like, would you feel comfortable doing this, saying this, laughing at this, commenting on that if that person was sitting right next to you? And so I just, sorry, I just want to I feel like anyone, if anyone who considers like, if you consider yourself a friend to someone, that's why I call so many people fake and so many people messy. Because if someone's coming up to me talking about someone who's their so-called friend, like, I can see if you go on a little rant, like, yeah, she drives me crazy, she always late. But if it's not something that you would say if they were sitting right next to you, then you can't call yourself a friend, or you can't call yourself an ally, or you can't call yourself someone who's supposed to love others, like... I'm so proud of the woman you have become, and the the chubby cheek little girl that you were, and the girl trying to, anyway. But um, I think that so I guess kind of going back to my first question I asked you, um, I think that was why I was the most scared to tell people that I was gay is because you're probably the straightest person I've ever met. <laughs> um, but uh, I I didn't want, because I'm the oldest 
And I didn't want in any way for for y'all to feel like you couldn't be something. I don't even know. I can't even put words to it, but it felt like, okay, so Shara used to wrestle. You remember? She was uh, like arm wrestling uh-huh. and all that stuff. And uh, so I was afraid that like if I said I was gay in high school or something, that that would then be reflected negatively on her because she was an athlete. Mm-hmm. And um, that somehow y'all would get some sort of like vicarious teasing or I don't know. Like I just, I just had all these fears and like, so I can't, I just can't let people know I'm gay because I have two little sisters. Um, And then when I told y'all, when y'all were just like, so (laughs) okay. Um, And cause I know it was like a, a big deal for you telling me too, because I am a Christian. Mm -hmm. Like, and it drives me crazy when like, Christians act holier than thou, but I'm like, do you know who you claim to worship? Like, do you know, like, do you, you claim you like know him and have a relationship with him, but like his character would is not does not reflect the way your character is mm-hmm. towards the gay community. Like, and there's so many like Christians that I know that are like, um, I love all people, God love all people, so I love all people, and like you shouldn't. But the second LGBTQ like comes up, it's mm-hmm. like it's okay to make fun of that though, because yeah, that's a sin or like, or even like, I even know some friends who like are gay Christians. Like that's a possible thing. Like you have a relationship with Christ. You love Christ. Like, but like being gay is something like, you know, like you are like attracted romantically and physically to the same sex. Like it doesn't mean, Oh, I'm a Christian. So that just floats away. Like, like we all have things we deal with uh, Christian or not. And so um, I even have like, some gay friends who identify as Christians who would like bash like or when they weren't open you know or weren't out they would like be the ones to make fun of gay because they're like yeah I gotta do this to prove to To my Christian Christian. friends like no that's sad like if anything you want to prove you're a Christian air quotes like you would love like you would love and love hard like Oh. I, think, I think that happens in like gay spaces, queer spaces, whatever, even sometimes activism spaces uh, that there's this denial of religion because it feels as if any sort of religion, not just Christianity, mm-hmm. um, that it, it doesn't mesh with queerness or gender or sexuality um, diversity. And I just think that I don't know why that happens. I think it excludes a lot of people from being in queer communities and feeling at home in queer communities. I think it excludes a lot of people from religion and feeling at home in religious spaces. Yeah. Because like, I don't see the two as separate. The way I think about religion, uh, we and we've had long conversations about this, is like, I see it as just these these like guiding principles of your life, like the way you organize your life. So if that's the Bible that you do that around and that you take these as your instructions to how you organize your life. What does that have to do with the way you personally feel about your gender and the way you personally feel about your sexuality, like the, who you're attracted to? Um, it just doesn't make sense to me that like there's this divide. And I think, I think I have become more okay with talking about religion because of having you, as a sister and being gay because I just used to bust into tears every time anybody brought up religion because I knew it was going to be 
a bash fest about yeah. me going to hell, me not being welcome in places, um, whatever, whatever about because I was gay and I hate uh, and it drives me crazy too because so many like Christian people like I've talked to they just try to play it up so much like it's like they're like homosexuality is a bigger sin than any other sin and I'm just like you're sin like you hating in your heart that gay person like uh, I'm just like no like that's the thing that frustrates me most like they can look over their sin to point out like how gay is and then there are those people that try so hard to be like no I love gay people like I'm a Christian but I love like and then the second the second they love gay people as long as they're living a heteronormative lifestyle or as long as they want to get married have children follow like this this heterosexual format they're fine with queerness or it no it drives me crazy too because the second they're like just like for instance i told you about have straight male friends Mm -hmm. and i also have gay male friends who are drag queens Mm -hmm. and so if i mention around these people like oh like yeah i went to like you know the drag club last night or i have like friends that do drag and they're like oh that's weird that's weird like Oh, but like, you know, oh, I'm just like, you're supposed to love this person. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, so if you approached my drag queen friend and you mm-hmm. said, oh, I'm a Christian, like, yeah, I follow Jesus Christ. Like, I've never met Jesus, you know, but I know he's there and like, and I know like from the Bible, these things to be true. And then my drag queen friend was like, oh, you're weird. That's strange. Like, what? Like, you're just going to follow this person and you've never met him or you don't like, you know, you don't know anyone that's met them, but you're going to follow. You're weird. Like, you wouldn't feel good about yourself or you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't appreciate that person saying, oh, your lifestyle choices are weird, man. That's strange. Like, so, but you just, like, you just sat there and gave a whole, like, no, we should love everybody. I love people. But the second I'm like, oh, yeah, like, so I just hung out with my friend last night because, like, his job is to be a drag queen. Like, oh, he's weird. Like, that just freaks me out. Oh, it gives me the chills thinking I'm a man. Just like, Oh, but you just talked about how you love him so much, like, and then yeah. you're gonna sit here and say he gives you the heebie-jeebies, cause mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know. The so those conversations. Yes. So, uh, I wanted to ask you another question about, I guess more broadly, not just us being sisters, but our family. And um, so one thing that I think about is that me being uh, gay has allowed us to talk more openly about sexuality. Mm-hmm. But what do you think it was like growing up? Like, I mean, you're straight, so everything was kind of like assumed for you, but did you think you had space to talk about crushes and dating and sex? Oh, yeah, I just don't like to talk about that so <laughs> But then I never, I mean, I never really had Like, I never was in relationships or anything, so Mm -hmm. it was just, like, I was kind of just, like, the dorky one. Like, I was just, like, well, I'm glad that's, you know, y'all dating me. Yeah, but I was, like, but I don't have that. Like, I mean, yeah, I had crushes on a bunch of people, but it was, like, well, I'm just single, so. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I felt like I could talk about it, but then it's just so, like, it was awkward just because I'm awkward. Like, it wasn't awkward because, oh, well, you know, Nikki's gay or it didn't have anything to do with that. It was just, like, awkward because, like, it was never a thing for me. Like it wasn't like dating was regular for me. Mm -hmm. So I think about in our family, I think I've I've made sense of this more as I got older, but I think in our family, um, for better or for worse, (laughs) mommy made this like open space where we, 
could talk about it if we wanted to. And so I think I think a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people grow up with the message of don't have sex, don't get pregnant, don't look at him wrong, like all these like really sex negative mm-hmm. things. Um, and then grow up and kind of get thrown into the deep end of a pool yeah. when trying to figure out how to navigate sex, love, and dating. But um, but mommy really left that door open for us and. I think never shamed us around like having crushes. Yeah, I think she's just too. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't know. I feel like that that helped us all when it came to figuring out our sexualities, whether we wanted to, because um, all of us like waited to have sex. Like none of us has were like sexually active in high school and stuff. So. I think it. I think it was kind of like, oh yeah, because we know it's there. It wasn't like this taboo, off, um, like off limits thing that we were kind of more like, ah, I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> then, because I know all of my friends whose parents hammered into them that they couldn't do this, they should never do that. Don't talk about this. They were the ones having the most <laughs> sex and doing the most wild stuff when we were in like 10th grade yeah i was like what are you gonna do in college if you did all of this mm-hmm. in high school um yeah and so i think that's even honestly what made me feel like i don't want to i don't want to live this life where i'm hiding stuff from y'all because that we've never had that um for as long as i can remember we've always been so close as sisters and just had like this I I almost feel like generations before us in the family had these rules where they would keep secrets and our generation was like, we're not doing that (laughs) no more. (laughs) It's too much energy. Yeah. So, well, this episode got really long. I know. So, thank you again for being on. Oh, where can people find you? Oh, Lord. I want to start a vlog so bad. And since I'm going to be doing the Disney College program, like, I want to have a vlog throughout that whole thing. But I need, like, a camera or a computer that will hold storage. Because I kept trying to do vlogs on my phone. But then it was like, storage for after 20 minutes of recording. But, um... So, so I'm, not where can people find you in these streets. But where, so, where online? I right mean, now? I have... I have a, um, a blog on Tumblr. It's called... Uh, Diary of a Glad Black Woman, G-L-A-D. Yes. <laughs> and um, I think, like, to find me on Tumblr, just be like, uh, gladblackwoman.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I blog, and I, can I post your Instagram? Because you use low-key Instagram things. Oh, no, no. No, I'm not. But, yeah, she, <laughs> I'm not, though. I'm not, but yeah, so my blog, I write on there and like, that's just me and I, I write a lot of stuff that I think is important and I want people to read. Okay, so you only want me to post your blog? I mean, you can post my Instagram if you want to, I don't care, but I'm private, I mean, so I'm not going to unprofit my account. I'm not saying you got to unprivate it, I'm just saying if people want to follow you, yeah, you can, I mean, it's just my name. And, uh, but yeah, so my blog is my like my pride and joy at the moment is kind of lacking. I was supposed to be uploading stuff like every week and I wanted to upload a vlog, but I already explained that issue. That's the thing. But, yeah. Like with school, like right now I'm, I'm technically in the middle of my qualifying exams to become a doctoral candidate. So I try to do this bi-weekly, but yeah. But now that I'm yeah. done with school, I just mm-hmm. work 
But, you know, I'll find the time. I know. Because I want to get regular. Because consistency is key. All right, y'all. So that was the conversation between me and my baby sister. I hope y'all enjoyed it. That girl can talk and so can I. Um, (laughs) And that's why I wanted to get it up for our birthday month. Um, And then just do a little, uh, before I ended, I wanted to do just a little reflection on um, my birthday. So I'm turning 28. And um, it's odd to kind of feel like an elder in a community at 28. Um, But I guess... I guess I'm just really reminded of like how many uh, like queer and trans women of color don't get to see 28 um, and don't get to like celebrate it in the ways that they want to because of the fuckery of the world. So um, I like I said earlier, I'm very self like critical and self analytical, but I'm going to take a break from that. Like I'm giving myself a challenge that. Today, when y'all listening to this, which is my birthday, and y'all, I'm going to take a break from that. Like, the the world gives me enough shit on my plate that I don't need to be doing that to myself constantly every day. Um, and if you're, if you're catching yourself in this, like, cognitive cycle of giving yourself really negative messages, um, I would challenge you to do the same. We, we just deal with enough. We don't need to put it on our own plates too. And I know it's easier said than done, but um, if you want to hit me up, I can give you some cognitive exercises to help with that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so that's the episode. I um, hope the sound quality wasn't rough, 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 like too rough. Um, And please continue this conversation using the hashtag. It's hashtag queer WOC. You know, that's that's everything. Hashtag queer walk. Um, If you're talking about the podcast on Twitter, use the hashtag and also use the hashtag pod in if you're listening to it um, to support Barry, who has shown me so much love as a budding podcaster. Thank you so much, Barry, over at Pods in Color Um, and use um, the hashtag on Tumblr, if you want to submit, um, that I get all of the posts that are hashtag with queer WOC and I'll get you on the page. Um, and on Instagram, uh, a few of y'all have been tagging me in, uh, photos on Instagram. Thank you so much. I mean, I don't know if y'all want me to like repost it or what, but I appreciate the love anyway. <laughs> so yeah, use the hashtag everywhere and, um, I'm gonna get out of here. So, deuces. Talk to y'all in two weeks because I'm bi-weekly. And that's, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is under an hour because I'm, like, been trying to keep them under an hour for downloading purposes or whatever. But, damn, I'm bi-weekly. I can't go over an hour, for real. (laughs) And if you're listening to this and you want to wish me a happy birthday, instead of wishing me a happy birthday, go ahead over to iTunes and give me a rating because I don't have enough ratings to show, like, a rating for the podcast. So, you know, go over there, rate. Um, review, leave a comment, show me some love on iTunes so that I can show up in, you know, like LGBT searches and shit like that. Um, so yeah, instead of sending me like a happy birthday message, if you're hearing this, go ahead and rate me on iTunes or SoundCloud. Cause you know, SoundCloud is, um, where I, where all my mess be. So <laughs> hit me up on SoundCloud too. All right, y'all, I'm for real about to get out of here now because I said it was under an hour and I'm about to make it over an hour. So bye.